Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You never have sex. You? We never have sex with him because he's trying to send You're kidding, right? No, never. I'm a lady and he respects it. But he would marry me. Those old guys, you only marry them. You don't have sex with them. He's a great cook. That's oh, all I know. Oh, Louis, don't feel bad. I'm sure he was good in bed. He's Italian. <laughs> What makes you think that I slept with him? We can tell. You turned beet red. It's okay. Luann says she hasn't f***ed him, but we don't know. She probably did Luann f***s everyone, so. Like a little hand job in the corner or something. I don't know. I have a feeling they did something. <laughs> Lou fucks everyone. <laughs> Hello, I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I have a guest with me today, Hannah Brown from Brown Eyed Unicorn is here. Hannah, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are you, Daniel? I'm so excited that you're here. A little co-host, a guest oh, for me to Thank you play so much with. for having me. Yes. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about this episode. Oops, there's eggs on my table. They're all falling off. It's not Easter, but I still have eggs up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My eggs I are dropping. Them. I knocked them all over. Your eggs are dropping like Tinsley's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was a Tinsley-heavy episode, speaking of Tinsley. Thank God. We're going to get to it in a second, but before we do, I have to give a little update that my Ageless by Ramona skincare cream did ship. It's en route to my house. How long do we think it'll take to get here? Well, it took nine business days to ship. Mm -hmm. And it does say on the website that it'll arrive in eight to ten business days. So we're already outside of the window. But you know what? I don't care. I'm ready. I just want to say that for funsies, I'll watch old seasons of Roni like a lot. And I was watching the episode where yesterday where Alex was like, I have to deliver a message. And she broke out in hives, obviously. And Ramona was like, use my skincare on your hives. And like, I wonder if you were to break out in hives, will your ageless by Ramona like help? I hope so. Probably. I hope so. Uh, Alex was a relic of time. (laughs) I found Francois and Johan's Instagrams yesterday morning. Oh yeah, they're grown. Yeah, it's weird. And they have like two followers, which is shocking to me. I think I'm one of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like love those two. Johan face, Johan face. Johan face. They're such rascals. Yeah. So let's get into this episode. Now, every week lately, I've been focusing on a tagline. And this week, I really honed in on Bethany's tagline, which is, when life gives me limes, I make margaritas. And I just really have a problem with this because I feel like Bethany's smarter than that tagline. It is the most obvious cheap tagline of all time. Maybe when Skinny Girl was first, like... You know, stepping onto the scene, I would understand it. But now I'm like, you bring so much more to the table than margaritas. Right. Like, what are we, you're selling fucking deli meats and candles. Yeah, like, exactly. Why are we still talking about the Margs? Exactly. And maybe she's trying to hone back in on that. Maybe she's trying to get back to basics, well, like Christina she, Aguilera. Totally. But then she shouldn't have discontinued the jalapeno flavored one because that was my favorite. Wow. Bethany, wow. Wow, Bethany, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we open this week on Bethany Cat calling Sonia. She's like, hey, hooker. And <laughs> Sonia's. <laughs> I really, really love Sonia this season. Me too. Isn't she fun? With her fake hair and her, she's just like, she's breezy. She's breezy. I'm a little tired of that 
wig with the bangs. It's aggressive. <laughs> like, what year is it? She's using it like a lot. Like, I felt like it was really fun for just that one magazine mm-hmm. launch. But now it's like every Instagram post, even the ones where she's on the shitter doing the promo for the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the probiotic stuff. Yep. It's like, we need to take off the wig. Like, let's get a new wig. Let's do some, get back to the old hair, get back to basics. Yes, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> Let's just see how many times we could reference Christina Aguilera in this episode. Probably a lot, to be honest. Hashtag dirty. Yeah. (laughs) So then Sonia said, oh, I just thought you were an everyday person calling me a hooker. And then she hops in the car and we are introduced to someone that I need more information on. His name is Albie. Well, there's only one Albie that I care about. I think we all know that. (laughs) You're an Albie Manzo stan. Yeah, I am. And I think that's why, yeah. Doesn't want to talk to me. Anymore. You're getting nervous. You're getting nervous talking about Albie. I know. You know how I get. I know. He's very handsome. I like Albie too. Yeah. He was on your show and he was, it was such a great episode. He was a delight. Who the fuck is this guy? Why oh, no. do I care? <laughs> well, also, my problem with this new Albie, Bethany's new bodyguard slash driver, mm-hmm. is like, where's Kevin? Let's talk about Kevin. What yes. was that Tilda Swinton movie? We need to talk about we Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> also, between. Where's Dr. Amador and where's Kevin? Where's Amador? Where's Dr. Sharon Gizzi? Where's Kevin? Like, where are these people going? I mean, particularly the people in Bethany's life, like Dr. Amador, uh, who Julie, we need to know where Julie's at. I know she's in Pennsylvania. Yes. But like, come on. Well, also, like, this is the baby nurse. Remember the baby nurse from the spinoff? Yes. Oh, Oh, my God. Gina. Gina. She's like, get out of the bathroom, Gina. Gina didn't give a fuck. I loved Gina her. did not give a fuck. Do you remember she would be like sleeping? Bethany was like, why aren't you working? What are you doing? What are you she didn't sleeping? give a fuck. She did not give any fucks. Also, where's Max? Her little Max, like her the little cute assistant. You know, I almost went on a date with him in Illinois. What is he living in Chicago? No, he was literally visiting Chicago for a weekend and we were like tweeting, like tweet messaging each other. And then, but I was at ISU at college and so I couldn't make it up for the weekend. So Regrets. by date, you really mean you almost fucked. Like no, well, stand. yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm like Luann. I fuck everything, so it's not <laughs> off the table. <laughs> if it happens, it happens. If it happens, it happens. So you said maybe she gave him a hand job. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I gave <laughs> Bethany's assistant a hand job. That assistant was cute. The Max. I looked him up on Instagram like very recently when I did my rewatch of Bethany Everett, my yearly rewatch. Of yes, <laughs> he's adorable. I know, he's good he's TV. Very cute. Um, but yeah. Also, this Albie guy, her new driver, he like looks like like a. 10 year old uber driver he looks very young like he wasn't even in a uniform no he was just willy-nilly wearing whatever he like wanted sweat like pants like uh christine aguilera in the dirty video you know just wearing whatever he wanted sweaty dirty <laughs> things hanging out <laughs> so they're driving to brooklyn to go to this uh artist's gallery which is hunt sloan what was it hunt sloan is that the name of the artist uh, uh hunt sloanum Hunt Slonum. so they're going there but before we get there we cut to tinsley and luann leaving al anon which i think was great that they're showing this on tv i think it's important and we've never seen alan i don't think we've ever seen i was a little disappointed that we weren't inside of the alan i mean i feel like that would have been really eye-opening for a lot of us definitely yeah i thought it was important to show too and i also i was like watching this kind of late at night and i was trying to figure out like is this before they went or after they went and then i was like oh this is after they went also i just want to say that tinsley's ice latte looked delicious i don't <laughs> I know that that's what you're focused on <laughs> i really wanted it yeah i love a nice doll latte me too uh when they were leaving it seemed sort of sad because they were just like it was fine like there was no it seemed like such a letdown as they were leaving and yeah. then they get to that car or they get to the coffee shop and tinsley's like spilling her heart out about like how she's <sighs> angry at her father 
She's like, you know, this just really brought up a lot. She's like, I'm not used to speaking in public, particularly in a setting like Al-Anon. And it brought up a lot of feelings about the anger towards my father. And Luann is just holding like a tin of creamer. Yeah. <laughs> she's shaking it. And she's just like, look at me with my tin. <laughs> <laughs> like completely ignoring Tinsley. Doesn't, doesn't care. It's so fucking rude. And then Tinsley's like, excuse me. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Look what at was me it? with my tin. <laughs> I was, you know, at Starbucks, there's one that's like, yeah, like sugar, powder creamer, like cinnamon. Like, I wanted to know what was in that tin. I know. I was confused too because she it looked really like a powder. Yeah. I thought it was a powder tin, like a sugar tin. Yeah. But then who has a sugar tin in their coffee? Was she just, maybe she was just putting powder sugar on it. Maybe. Maybe Luann was feeling frisky that day with her coffee toppings. You know, I, I know a lot of people hate Carol. I get it. I know that from last season recapping. Everyone sent me messages about my love of Carol. Mm-hmm. But. What I think was great about Carol was that she would be in these scenes and she would be interviewing the other person and she would never try to make it about herself. Right. Like Luann in a scene with Tinsley or Luann in a scene with anyone (laughs) is never going to ask questions of the other person. It's like Luann is just thinking about herself. She's thinking about her next cabaret show. And all of these women are like this. Ramona's in a scene. She's thinking about her ageless. She's thinking about whatever. Yep. Every single one of these women is just self-serving. And Carol would be in a solo scene with someone, or a two-person scene with someone, and she'd be like, okay, so tell me about your father. And she'd be oh, acting as a, a journalist. <laughs> Wait, that was a good Carol. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it sounds more like Roz from Monsters, Inc., but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, that was what I sort of miss about Carol. I know. I loved her, too. I liked early seasons of Carol better. Yeah. Once she like cut her hair into that aggro bob and dyed it like yellow, I wasn't as into her, but, you know. She's the Carrie B of our time. I did sort of turn on her when she was aggressively selling things on Poshmark, which no, no offense to Poshmark, but it was like, I thought you were Kennedy. Yeah, right? Like, Why are we do doing need so this? much on Poshmark? Doing the most. Hold on to some of these pieces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's revealed that Tinsley and Scott broke up after that dinner from last week. <sighs> Woo! Wow, Bethany, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Bethany, Wow. <laughs> The amount of times I say that throughout the week is sick. <laughs> but it works all the time. It works for everything, yeah. in my opinion. I am exactly. Yeah, I think it's good that they broke up. I'm glad. I think, to, I think Scott's an awful human being. Yeah. But see, now this makes me question Carol because Carol set them up. I don't know, though. Okay, like, so Scott, I feel like this season looked really shady, but like, I had such a crush on him when she first started dating him. Like, he was such a teddy bear, and like, she acted kind of nuts on their first date, and he like thought it was endearing and cute. And who said users get used? Was it Bethany this Probably. episode? And like, they were talking about how they were using each other for like, Scott wants like a hot young trophy wife, and she wants a bunch of money. And I don't, I, I don't think that was totally fair. I don't think that was all their relationship was. Well, you know what? Bethany does a good job of like, painting people into their stereotypes like whether or not they fit into them or not it's like she and that's a part of reality tv and she does a great job of producing but it's like she does that with everyone yeah uh i think it's weird that there's this idea that scott is like doesn't like the fame or the spotlight or whatever but then he was making people be in coupon cabin commercials it's like pick a lane dude totally like if you don't want because what i was reading into the, the fight between tinsley and scott was that scott doesn't want tinsley on the show Right. That's what I felt like they were really trying to say without saying it. Sort of like a Patrick Meager approach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like Patrick Meager like from Vanderpump None of Bulls. you are above reality TV. Fuck off. None of you are above it. And then also, it's like you're above reality TV, but you're making the whole cast do a coupon cabin commercial in an elevator. I will never forget those. Like, do not act like I'm going to forget. Just like I'll never forget Christina Aguilera's Oreo commercial. Never forget. 
Wait, how the fuck did I forget that? Wait, you don't remember when Christina Aguilera was hawking Oreos? No. Uh, Hannah, get on YouTube immediately. She, I mean, this whole episode was a circus thing. In the commercial for Oreos, Christina Aguilera was like dumped. (laughs) She was dunking an Oreo in milk. (laughs) And there was like someone on a high wire bike. You know, it was like a circus theme. Oh, wow. Was this around when Britney Spears' album came out? Was yeah, it, it was like, you remember how like all the girls were doing circus themes? So it was like Pink had Fun House, yeah. Britney had Circus. Mm-hmm. Then like two years later, Christina had a circus-themed Oreo commercial. She's like, well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the greatest showman. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was before the greatest showman. So she was ahead okay. of the curve for okay. like a minute. Uh, but yeah, it was a circus theme. And then, I mean, like all the greats, there's always a circus theme. Now Tinsley's doing a circus theme and Dorinda. So, we, you know, it, it all comes back around. Like they recycle these themes. Exactly. You know, Cher's done it. They've all done it. <laughs> For a reason. <laughs> yeah. But then we cut to Brooklyn. They're at this art museum. Now, this is insane. This it was whole, stressful. This whole scene was so stressful. So they get to this like warehouse. There's bunnies everywhere. This man is very confusing to me, but he's a star. He says he's more of a bird person, but he's a rabbit ear. And I was just... <laughs> I felt like I had whiplash this whole scene. I was like, what's going on? Like, I couldn't get my bearings. Because you know how we normally see, like, we normally go into a setting on a reality TV. And it's mm-hmm. like, we've been there before. Mm-hmm. Whether it be on this show or another show. Like, when we go into an escape room, it's like, oh, we've been there on Atlanta. We've been there on uh, whatever. Exactly. Southern Charm. Whatever. And this one, we got in here. And I'm like, where are we? I can't. I'm confused. It was like American Horror Story, Hunt Sloan. I'm like, I felt like we were all going to be murdered. <laughs> By, like, the birds or the rabbits or whatever at any minute. At one point, it was an art museum. And then the next minute, it was a pet smart. Yeah. It was like, what's going on? Half of the whole place was literally a pet smart. It was just cages of birds. Oh, totally. And I also just feel like it's like, wait, weren't they in Brooklyn? That's where his shit was? Yeah. I feel like it's just classic, like, Brooklyn, New York, like, art vibes to be like, oh, I need this beautiful couch with bunnies on it in my apartment. Like, no, you fucking don't. Like, if that was at Walmart, you probably would think it was ugly. You just want to say that you have, like, this artist's piece in your Or like the Barbie bunnies where Bethany's like, oh, I love those bunnies. Like Bryn, ma. Nah. I wonder if it's because like their last name's Hoppy that she was like triggered by all the bunnies. I would think she would be triggered by bunnies. Yeah. She wouldn't want to buy it. I was yeah. triggered on Easter when everyone was saying Happy Easter. I was like, yeah, like I'm thinking of ooh. Jason Hoppy. Yeah, like an ice cold shiver up your spine. I know. But I did like the couch. I did like the bunny couch. I was like, I don't have a place for it. Yeah. But I would appreciate it if I went into someone's large apartment. It was in like a, not the main room, but like game room or kids I would have room it in like my glam closet mm. you know like with right. like with a bunch of shoes like cute like fun frou-frou things yeah <laughs> remember that episode where Ramona was like you're a tutu <laughs> right what was that episode that was a oh, no, she like, got a dress and she was like flinging it at someone and she called them a tutu frou-frou <laughs> oh god bless her <laughs> also in this art museum there was all these pictures so we saw Sonia with this man and then we saw pictures of Tinsley young Tinsley mm-hmm. and we saw Bernadette Peters at one point, they were all just talking about Bernadette Peters, and it was like, what? While Bethany I, is like riling up the parrots. I know. Bethany was really pissing me off this episode with the parrots, because she kept saying that they wanted to fuck her. I was like, birds don't want to fuck you, Bethany. I know. It was like, they're just squawking. And she's like, she's like, the bird wants to fuck me. And it's like, enough with the bestiality, Bethany. Like, they're not, they're not trying to fuck you. Totally. And then uh, I, I wrote in my notes, what the fuck is happening? I also, this kind of reminded me, Sonia loves being in touch with the artists of the New York art scene. And I just want to remind you all of when that really hot fuck buddy of hers, Brian, Uh, the bald one. Yes, painted her like a dehydrated Meryl Streep. (laughs) That photo, do you remember when he unveiled that photo and she looked terrible? She was like, yeah, dehydrated Meryl Streep. What was happening? Sonia was like, 
surely it's not finished, is it? Like she was so confused. <laughs> that was really sad. But that man was so hot, Brian. Uh, Honestly, I love. I think we talked about this before. I have such a fetish for like bald men or like same, big ears. Oh my same. god! Like if he painted me like a stick figure, I would still do him. Oh yeah, I'm like sure. Luann. I fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> I just always love when that like that seeps into the episode about Luann fucking people because it's like <laughs> it happens quite a lot with different women. Like Ramona said it, yes. Bethany said it, Sonia said it. Like everyone has said like Luann just fucks everyone. But we don't we don't get that impression from Luann. No. It's always just from other people. And she never like addresses it. No. She's, She's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> So then we cut to a scene of Tinsley preparing for the circus with Dorinda. I wrote in my notes, what the fuck is this episode? It was really like going everywhere. This whole episode, it was like, we were seeing lots of different things. Oh, totally. And Tinsley was saying, I'm getting back to where I need to be doing this like charity stuff with the circus. And Dorinda was very jealous of the circus stuff. Like Dorinda was very upset that she wasn't asked to be involved in the circus. She says, I should be in this circus. She said, I wish I was a trapeze artist. She was gunning hard for that circus. I wanted to know too, like, what do we think Tinsley was the number one person on the list no. of guest ringmasters, or were they like, oh fuck, um, you know, Pink can't do it, so <laughs> Pink, <laughs> like Ryan Gosling's busy. busy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wonder like what the list looks like when they get to Tinsley. I'm sure there's lots of other. Christina's on that list for sure. She's number one. Christina's there, and then you know, there's probably a whole slew of socialites. You remember Devorah Rose? I've never talked about this. Oh my god, who is podcast. she again? Okay, so Devorah Rose was on. Tinsley's show High Society. Tinsley was on a reality mm-hmm. show called High Society with Dale, mm-hmm. with my Dale. And Devorah was on it. And then Devorah was also on The Real Houses of New York. Back in maybe season two, Bethany was doing a cover for like Hilton or um, Hamptons Magazine or something like that. Oh. And, and Devorah Rose was like the editor in chief for, I don't know, she was doing the article on Bethany. Long blonde hair. I don't remember the color of her hair, to be honest. Long but blonde hair. Devorah Rose, <laughs> I feel like Devorah Rose should be. We need to get her on because she has a history with both Bethany Tinsley, mm-hmm. and I bet you she has history with the other women. So I'm just saying, if we need to cast a new person, we need to get her on. Totally. But she was like a socialite at one point. That's chic. I I mean, no offense to Barbara, but can we kick Barbara off and bring Devorah on? Yeah, you know, Barbara, I go back and forth with, with her. She's, she's really trying. Really, she's trying, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's weird. Uh, but they tried trapeze. Again, Dorinda wanted to be in the circus, and she wishes she was a trapeze artist. Did you ever wish? My brother used to wish he was a magician, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I'm flashing back to my brother just wanting to be Chris Angel. Yes, Chris Angel's the creepy one who's like, you want to see a magic trick? Oh, wait, no, that's on the other one. Chris Angel's the one with the long hair and like Mind does freak. dark magic. Who's the, yeah, who's the guy who like, walks up to people on the street? Mind Freak is Chris Angel, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's that other guy who walks up to people on the street. Oh, David Copper? Not David Copper. D- David something. <laughs> David something. I feel like LA is the first place I've ever lived in my life where magicians can be sexy because of the Magic Castle. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Magic is a real panty dropper in this town. You know, it's funny because I grew up, my brother, when I lived with him, he really wanted to be a magician, but he didn't want to do any of the work for it. But he's like never read a book <laughs> in his life. Like my, I have two brothers and this is the middle one. And he bought all the Chris Angel books. Like he mm-hmm. bought that Mind Freak book and mm-hmm. he like never read anything else in his life except for Chris Angel books. And it's like, Love. what a weird. <laughs> I don't know. Brian oh, never. Brian never got to be a magician. Uh-huh. But, you know, you Dorinda's not a trapeze it. artist. Brian, it's never too late. It's never too late to follow <laughs> your dreams. If I've learned the one thing from Joy Behar, it's that you could be. <laughs> she started comedy late. She's still doing it. Hell yeah. Um, but this was a very 
heavy Tinsley episode up until this point, and I was glad we kind of got rid of it, because I've been defending Tinsley profusely on this show, and I really like her, and I think she's a breath of fresh air, but I was getting tired of her this episode. I, a little goes a long way. Yes, I agree. A little dabble do ya. Um, that's what my kindergarten teacher said about glue. Sure. So we Tinsley's the glue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't, you know, a little dabble do ya. Um, I, I think a lot of people come down really hard on Tinsley, and I identify with her in a lot of ways. Like, how she, like, wants to play it cool and, like, wants to find a guy, but gets, like, really lit and really emotional about stuff super fast. Like, I understand that. And I'm really excited for the clip of her. I think it'll be next week when she's in her makeup, like, at the circus crying, being like, I'm I identify with that a lot too. You know, when she was crying on the high wire thing, mm-hmm. it reminded me of Kyle Richards on a plane. Oh my and that's God. when I think I turned on Tinsley a little bit because I hate when Kyle Richards gets on an airplane and she does that whole thing like, I'm scared. And I honestly don't feel like Kyle's scared of flying. No. I feel like she just wants the attention of being like, I'm so scared. Like, I can't do it. I'm so afraid to fly. I think it's all bullshit. No, it's, so, I mean, it's like Leslie Grossman said, like shoving the Kleenexes into the tear ducts. Like, it's enough. I know, with the one finger in the, in the yeah. eye. I know Tinsley's been trying to squeak out like lots of tears lately. Like, she's worried about her spot on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I also just want to say the music that played while Dorinda climbed the ladder, oh. when she was like, whoa! <laughs> whoa! You're right. You're right. It was like, boop. I don't know what. And her little body was just like twisting back and forth on that rope ladder. And she was like living it up. She loved it. You know, what would have made that scene better is if we got Dale. It was like so much Tinsley with no Dale. And it's like Dale should have gotten on the trapeze. Yes. I would have loved that. Like, where's Dale? Oh, my God. I feel like Dale would have fearlessly scaled that ladder and just gone for it. Yeah, she would have went there. Mm -hmm. Then we cut to one of my favorite scenes of all time. Oh my of God. Ever of all time. And this was a scene where I was like, I felt so much joy. I had like butterflies in my tummy. Mm-hmm. I was just feeling so happy. And that was Sonia, Ramona, and Lou in the Upper East Side bar, T bar. Ramona said it was like cheers. Mm-hmm. And I want more scenes of this. Like, show me these girls out on the town on the Upper East Side. This is a world that like I want to peek into. Yes. And our best scenes are like this kind of thing where it's like these older women flirting. Out on the town. I feel like in the early seasons, they were always at like boutique and like that. Like, I feel like this reminded me of the early seasons. There was Mm -hmm. this like beautiful nostalgia to the scene that I loved. It It was was great. great. They saw this man named Michael who they they all fucked, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Would you fuck Michael? Did you think he was hot? You know, at first I was like, oh, gross. And then I got it. And I was like, probably. He kind of reminded me of like when Sandy Frank gets the new face. In the limo, Romeo Michelle, yeah, yeah, in Romeo Michelle, and I, I think for that reason, I was like really freaked out by him. In a good way, freaked out. No, I'm, I'm in a good way, freaked out by Mario, but we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah, this <laughs> Michael kissed Sonia on the lips, and right away I was like, I want in on this world forever. Like, keep the cameras here for yes. a while, and they did. And then, of course, we talked about. Sonia said that Lou fucked him. So, uh, Sonia gave some good uh, advice. She said, those old guys, you don't fuck, you marry them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, she's smart. And he was so offended. She's like, you're marriageable. And he's like, the fuck does that mean? Like, he was pissed. And she's like, I guess he just wanted to fuck me. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's how you play the game. You tell a guy, like, you're the marrying kind. I don't want to have sex with you. And then they're going to be like, <gasps> yeah, she's smart. Sonia's yeah. played the game for a while. I she know. knows what she's doing. I need to learn. <laughs> and then Mario shows up. Thank God. And Mario's so sexy. Like, I know we're not supposed to like Mario because he's an asshole. He's so hot. He's so hot. Like, I'm simultaneously disgusted and turned on by him, kind of like in the way that I am with Joe Gorga, where I'm like, you're Mm. gross, but like, I would hit that right now. Oh, yeah. I'm not even disgusted. Excuse me. 
take over, Hannah. Okay. <laughs> so, remember that episode of Dawson's Creek where the mom's like, back to you, Bob. And that's how Dawson knows that they're fucking. <laughs> I was Bob in that moment. You were like, back to you, Bob. Back to you, Bob. I am not even disgusted by Joe Gorga, love of him. I just think he's super sexy. He's really hot. I just don't like love the way that he's talked about women in earlier seasons. Right. But like, I think he's gotten better. I think Melissa's like cracked that whip, which I love. Yeah. The past season of Real Houses in New Jersey, I felt like Melissa really went hard on him. Yeah, I loved it. In a good it. way. And Mario... He is getting better looking with time. Mm -hmm. Like, he looks better than he did in the early season when they did that flashback. Yeah. Do you think Mario, Sonia, and Ramona had a three-way? I literally made a note. So, like, they've had threesomes, right? That's a note of mine. They must have, right? The way, like... I I love how my note is, they all fucked, yes. Okay, (laughs) it's basically the same note. I just feel like if if I ran into my ex-husband who cheated on me with some, like, 20-something-year-old thought... And my best friend flung her arms around him and was like, hi, like, I love you. I would slap her in the fucking face. But the fact that it's all just like normal and cool, I'm like, you definitely have all fucked. They've all fucked. And I think since the divorce, they've all fucked. Yes. And Ramona gets so like, it's weird. I feel like in the earlier seasons, like right after the divorce, she was really weird. But it's not a date. Like, I don't know. Like, she never talked about sex. And then in this episode, at some point, she said like 69 was her favorite number. And I was like, Ramona. like, Yeah, she's definitely opened up with the sex stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if she's doing it. She's definitely had threesomes with Mario and Sonia for sure. But I'm like, do you really like 69ing or are you just trying to be like cool? So you were, you were thinking, does Ramona like 69ing? Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> believe, that, I don't believe that she actually does. <laughs> Isn't that funny that we just watch these shows and it's like, that's what we're thinking. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's also stupid. Like, does this old lady like 69ing? Like, that's what we're all sitting on the couch thinking. (laughs) These shows are so crazy. I just think Ramona's too high maintenance. I think she'd be like, well, when was the last time you took a shower? Like, I'm down here and I'm like in here and it smells weird. Like, I just don't see her, like, being all up in a guy's taint. (laughs) Do you watch Game of Thrones? No, I should, but I don't. No, I don't watch it either because I don't understand it, but it's like... I feel like you really have to sit and think while you watch it because it's like a lot of characters. And like we, all we have to think about is does Ramona like 69? Yeah. That's why I like our style of TV watching better than the Game of Thrones style. It's too much thought. I like thinking about interesting things. Are you watching Atlanta Housewives? No, I'm behind on that. Okay. There was just the last reunion just aired and there was this bit about like, Nini literally attacking a producer that had, and the producer had to go to the hospital. Like, do you remember that closet scene? Yes, I heard a lot about it. Yeah, and so apparently, like, she attacked a producer. I'm like, how is this happening? And like, they just sort of glossed over it. And then apparently, Nini's coming back next season. And it's all just like crazy. If I was the producer, she attacked to be like, um, maybe like she shouldn't be in the cast next season. I don't know. Bravo has such a dark underbelly. I mean, the I shit know. that they will do to back up these people that like make good TV, whether they're good people or not is really wild. Like if they really had any moral compass whatsoever, Jax Taylor would have been unemployed like seven seasons Thinky ago. Gun Wilson. I mean, there's a whole slew of people yeah. and I know that this is like reality TV and like we need villains and stuff. I'm all for villains. You know, don't be, <laughs> I'm looking at your glass right now. It says, don't be all uncool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of people where it's like, we just give them passes. And I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it. I mean, we need these dark characters for television. Yeah. But I just think assaulting a producer or something should be the lo- where the you line is. You have to draw the line somewhere, for sure. I don't know what made me think about that. But back to Mario. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of nostalgia because we get all these flashbacks. We got a little, fla- Heather was in a flashback. Holla. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Oh Holla. I always want to punch her in the face. <laughs> Everyone does. But I love her at the same time. <laughs> I justice for Heather. I love her. No one else does. People message me every time I say that about Heather. <laughs> People are like, I fucking hate Heather. 
anytime I talk about Heather or Kristen Doty, I get DMs like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And you're and like, I'm like, and then I just respond with, hey, mama. <laughs> Hey, mama. Oh, my God. I, I think it was because Heather was honestly, like, for as, like, obnoxious as she was, I think, like, her actual heart was in the right place, and she was, like, kind of too normal for this show. Like, I don't think she could... There was only one time where she, like, stepped to Aviva, and she was like, you can't motherfucking tell me nothing. And I was, like, you can't tell me anything, motherfucker. Yeah, because she, like, worked with Diddy once, so she thinks she can just casually appropriate cultures. Like, no, Heather, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it was across uh, the line. Yeah. But I still love Heather. I love the story with her son. Like, I want to know what's going on with her son with the ear. Jax's thing. ear. I know. That's the Jax we need on Bravo. Yeah. Hello. And Out with the old, in with the new. I liked her husband, too. Her sort of like quiet, like kind husband. Just like a nice man. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed like a nice, normal man. Holla. Hey, mama. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait. Also, it was so depressing when Mario, like, okay. Can shows- we do a whole episode on Heather at some point? I don't know. Yeah. Why, but let's plan that for the future. Okay, and then for mine, can we do a Cindy Barship episode? Sure. Because I want to talk about her party in Quag for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> Cindy Barship. Justice. <laughs> justice for she Cindy She was Barship. the worst, but She was justice. like, I'm done with y'all. Um, <laughs> I just watched those Morocco episodes. I recapped the first one on Patreon. I'm, I'm going to do the second one soon, but uh, the first one, it makes me laugh because there's a scene where Jill's putting all the snakes on her head and I posted <laughs> this online somewhere, but Jill's got all the snakes on her head and Cindy's just like, Jill, Take it off your head. What is it? That doesn't bite. It feels good. It's cool. Nice little pet. Oh, my God. How could I be afraid of snakes when I have snakeskin shoes? Well, you know what, chill. Take it off your head. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like this moment that it shouldn't even be funny, but Cindy is just like in the corner like, Jill, take it off your head. (laughs) It makes me laugh so hard, like in tears crying. (laughs) You know what, chill. Take it off your head. I don't know what's funny about it, but I watch it and it's just like, Jill, you know what? Take it off your head. Take the snakes off your head. You know what, Jill, maybe take the snakes off your head. She's so classic New York, her and her brother Howie, that it's just so fucking funny. It's just like, they're so intense. They're so intense. And I think they thought like she would be like the Bethany, like, cause she kind of looks like a, like a Walmart version of Bethany, like, yes. she, like an off-brand Bethany. Yeah, she like how they like. sold like Barbie dolls at Walgreens, but they were like kind of fucked up. Yeah, like they all had a, you know. Yeah, an issue. And they all had an issue. <laughs> And yes. and she also like owned a business, you know. She owned that Vajazzling company, so I think yeah. they really thought like, oh, she's like Bethany, you know. She's, <laughs> Cindy's just like Bethany. We'll get her on the show, and then she, her whole claim to fame was just like that she got cut out of Sonia's photos. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> God, what a good troll. And Hangergate. Ah, you know what? Just take it off your head. <laughs> oh, uh, so Mario brought all this. Speaking of nostalgia, he brought all this stuff. He brought like. True Faith jewelry yes. shirts, which when I saw that shirt, I felt like such a warm like presence in, within me. I felt like the ghost of Richard inside of me. Oh, <laughs> it's a sideways balloon. I felt, I felt that balloon was in my presence because I felt so warm inside. I felt like somebody had written me a note from the beyond. It literally was like a time capsule of like Ramona's past. It was like the little turtles and the and True Faith And she wore tea. that t-shirt everywhere. With that fucking fleur-de-lis. I hate a fleur-de-lis. A fleur-de-lis. You're not a fan. No, I think they're so tacky. Fleur de, de la don't. Yeah. <laughs> Fleur de Fleur la don't you dare. And just like her posing in Brooklyn in that juicy sweatsuit after like screaming at Bethany on the bridge and her true faith. Mm. Sure, I just can't. And Although, walking to Alex's house. I, but I also would totally wear one. Like if I could get one, oh, yeah. I would wear it. I would order it too. Like I was literally watching and I was like, I think I want to order this and just wear places and see if people like that. That'd like, be like how I know how, like if I want to be friends with someone, like go to a bar. Yes. And if they get it, 
then I'd be like, okay, we're meant to be friends. It's like a mating call. Yeah. I would like cut it into a crop top probably. Mm. Um, you know, I wouldn't wear it in its normal fashion. There's only so much, like I'll only go so far, but like, I, it would be like my, like that scene in Crossroads where Brittany like does, I love rock and roll. And she wears that like sort of cropped band tee. Like that's what mm. the true faith shirt would be to me. It'd be like when Christina was in the movie burlesque. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of what she was wearing. You haven't seen the last of me. You haven't seen the last of me. <laughs> Wagon wheel watushi. That's my favorite part on burlesque. So when Cher is just like telling Christina to like, or they're like, She's like, What's please, happening? Please, Tess, please let me perform. Let me perform. Let me audition. Come on. Come She's on. Like, All, right. All right. Wagon wheel Watushi. <laughs> she says it to the DJ to play Wagon wheel Watushi. Like, who and, wrote that? And then it's just Christina with little, like, like cat paw hands going, do, 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 do. Uh, and then she, like, spanks herself. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, okay. I love Cher so, so much. Looks like we got a show. <laughs> There's a video on YouTube that's just 10 minutes of Cher saying Wagon wheel Watushi over and over again. <laughs> Somebody's looking for like a good solid ten minute just refresher. You like you know when you're in a bad mood and you just need like like I can't snap out of it. Yeah, snap out of it. <laughs> There's just literally ten minutes of Jeremy wagon wheel watushi. <laughs> We're getting really off track here. No, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry. No, you know what? If they've never seen Burlesque, they need to go see it's it. It's like iconic. literally one of my favorite movies. Like I love it so so much. It's me too. It's a good hangover movie. The guy is cute in it, that Cam Gigantet, or whatever the fuck his name is. He did murder Marissa Cooper, and I can never fully forgive him, but like, you know. You know, I was an extra in a horror movie that he did when I lived in Chicago. He did something called like The Unborn. I think he might be able to see me for like a second. Rachel Brosnahan was in The Unborn. I don't remember. That was like one of her first roles. It was small because I was in high school with her at the Mm. time, and I was like, she booked a real movie, and you were in it too. I was, I mean, we all got our start there. Yeah, you're basically Mrs. Maisel. I was uh, an extra in it. I remember like I had to keep like walking with a briefcase or something. It was an outdoor scene. And that cam guy, he kept like smoking in my face. Like, because every time they yelled cut, he'd like go grab a cigarette. But I was still like, I'd fuck him, you know, like Luann. I was like, I'll fuck him. (laughs) Totally. Same. (laughs) Anyway, where are we? Oh, I was very in my feels when Mario kept bringing out the nostalgia. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ramona said that Mario had the midlife crisis. And I wonder, do I want Ramona and Mario back together? I think so. And I'm not at all proud of it. Mm -hmm. Do you? I think Ramona needs to be tethered to something. And I like when she's left to her own devices, she is, it's borderline unwatchable sometimes just how terrible she is. And I think Mario's energy sort of balanced her out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I liked it because he was still a ride or die. Like he had her back. Like in the early seasons, he was a dick to Jill when Mm -hmm. she was a bitch to Ramona. Yeah. Jill, take it off your head. Yeah. Take it off your head. (laughs) Remember that, that episode where he like went up to Jill at the party. He's like, so go home then. He did like a bitch. (laughs) So go home then. And I was like, oh my God, I want to marry someone that pretty. <laughs> I know. No, he was really ride or die for a moment. And they yeah. had great chemistry early yes. on. Yes. And also, remember when Simon used to dance in those tight leather pants? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't get it out of my head. So Mario thought that marriage should be a renewable contract. Uh, was he trolling her by using the word renew? I didn't a renewable think you know contract. Right. You're right. True renewal. And Luann thought it was a good idea, and that made me laugh. Oh, totally. She's like, oh, I love it. <laughs> love it idea. And then, and look then- at me with my ten. <laughs> She's like, I think that's a great idea. And then Ramona's like, but what about communication? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. 
Whatever works for you guys. Uh, I feel so happy to talking about this episode. Like, I really get such a sense of joy when I'm talking about Roni. Like, I just feel so, you know, like, I don't get it from Vanderpump. I love Vanderpump, but like, I don't get the same feels as I do when I'm talking about these women in New York. Yeah. I just feel so at peace watching them and talking about them. It feels like Christmas Eve in my heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? That excitement, that wonder. I know. It's everything it's meant to be and more. Anyway, then we cut to the spa. Dorinda organizes spa day. And it's revealed that Ramona ditched Dorinda for someone named Della at a <laughs> at a charity event. This was so weird. And this was very weird. Ramona's the worst. I hate her. She's very rude. And it was like in page six that she was table hopping. And then... They kept showing the footage. Ramona's like, I didn't do that. And they showed the footage more than I've ever seen them flashback. Like to five footage. times. Like they literally showed it five times. Yeah. Like they were like, we need to make sure everyone for sure knows Ramona is lying here. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Wh- I've never seen them show that many times. It was just that shot of her being like, we're 62. Well, we're 62. Where's table 62? 62. I'm on 62. But I just can't imagine like being like, hey, Danny, will you go with me to this event? Oh, sorry. There's someone I'd rather hang out with. So you go sit over there by yourself <laughs> and I'm going to go bounce, you know? But God bless Dorinda for just being like, well, you know, Ramona like literally pushed Dorinda. Yeah. Physically assaulted her. Physically assaulted her. And then maybe five minutes later, Dorinda's like, you know, I love you, Ramona. And it's like, that's why New York's the best. I know I say that every week, but that's why in Beverly Hills, remember when Brandy Glanville, I'm not saying this was right, but she like playfully slapped LVP. (laughs) So funny. It was so funny. And it was like, it was definitely a playful slap. Again, very wrong. And I would have been pissed if I was LVP. I hate people touch my face. Like, that's a specific thing. But... It's like dragged out. That dragged out for like four years. <laughs> and and also, you guys, I'm so sorry. Remember the time when Brandy playfully threw a glass of wine at Eileen's face? That was so funny. <laughs> I loved that moment because I was thinking like you could see the the wheels turning in Brandy's head. Like this is a boring reality TV scene. Yeah. And she's like, what do I do? But she like wasn't smart enough to navigate and think of like some other way to do that scene. So she's just like, I'll throw this whole thing in Eileen's face. And then Eileen in her head was thinking, well, I haven't been on the show this long. What do I do? Like, yeah. no one knew. No one was acting properly. And I no. Went, and Eileen was like, you're like a creepy, weird fan thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it happens. I love, I miss Eileen a lot. So do I. I loved Eileen. And her horrible handbags and bad style, but she was so hot no matter what. I loved her. Yeah. But the New York girls, it's like she got shoved. And, the, and yeah. And Dorinda was just like, don't push me. Don't push me. Did you hear Dorinda say this? I didn't know what the fuck she was saying, but she said something. I might be getting this a little wrong, but she said, you know what happens to the donkey? It has hay on the left and hay on the right, and it starves. I was like, I didn't understand that either. She tries to do these sayings, and it's like, sometimes enough. It's like when Jax <laughs> tries to say a saying. I'm like, this makes no sense. Yeah, I feel like maybe... When you know she what tr- happens to the donkey? <laughs> well... I'm so sorry. Sorry. I just thought of Aviva's dad and he's like, she's a bitch. And you know what happens when you're a bitch? You get fucked by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, sorry. Tangent. Um, Didn't the dad ask if, he, if someone was a squirter? Yes. He's yes, fucking Carol disgusting. Yeah, he I think disgusting. it was Sonia or something like that. Yeah. They all laughed it off, but I wasn't laughing at home. Yeah. I was like, you're like not okay. Um, but I feel like maybe what Dorinda was trying to get at was like, when you're greedy, you end up starving. Like, Ramona, you have all these friends around you, and now you're trying to social climb, and, like, you're a dick. You know what happens to the... I wish she was drunk. I'm missing drunk Dorinda. Me too. Like, I know that everyone called her an alcoholic last season, and we all wanted her to stop drinking, but now that it's happened, I'm upset. I know. How am I supposed to do an impression of her if she's not drunk? (laughs) You know what happens to the donkey? It has to stay on the left, and it has to stay on the right. Stay on the right, and it starves. 
<laughs> I don't care if you're the biggest heroin addict in the world. I'd invite you over to my house and say, what the fuck is up? It makes roast chicken. <laughs> I want nothing more than have a slumber party with Dorinda with a roast chicken. Like, at uh, Bluestone Manor, like, in her bed all cozy, like, watching a video. Oh, that would be a lot. Watching order. Law and Order. Yeah. Uh, the dream. I know. So then, we gotta talk about Babs. We gotta talk about Babs. We need First to. of all, Dorinda and Romana hate Babs, and I love that. Like that yeah. dynamic I'm living for. Just openly, like, mean-girling her. Openly. And I don't like the sexuality stuff I talked about on the show last week. I feel like the they're taking it overboard with the sexuality. Babs is bisexuality, which I'm still unsure about, because Babs has never said it herself, but then the other girls have told us repeatedly that she's bisexual. Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? But I do like the wrap dress stuff. <laughs> like, that stuff, I it is very mean girl. Oh my god. I, honestly though, her little snake skin, or like her snake print wrap dress, I thought was chic and I would totally wear it. I thought it was cute. You know, I'm not a good fashion person, so I hate judging fashion because I just like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I do love Ramona that fight. I don't know where it was, but uh, Babs, she went up to Ramona, she says, how are you, Ramona? And then Ramona says, I don't know. How do you think I should be? And then <laughs> then Ramona responds with, you love those wrap dresses, don't you? You may want to change it up a little. I'm like, okay. And then she continues on to say, the only dress Barbara's been wearing is wrap dresses. And it's like, this is so mean. She just told her to his face, her face. And she's literally like, maybe get some fashion sense. And I'm like, coming from the woman who wore Ramona Royal Blue for like five years straight, I fucking hate that color. It's so aggressive. And that True Faith shirt. Which yeah, that we're True all Faith shirt. I feel like Ramona Blue is the color that like every college student wore in their headshots, and I just hate it. And Wait, and what do you mean every college student wore in their headshots? This, this like blue, this color blue. Yeah, but blue. why was every college student? Because every headshots? college student heard the note, like, wear a jewel tone. So they all wore the same like aggressive no, no, blue. Yeah. Why was every, why is every college student taking a headshot? Oh, I mean, like every theater college oh. student. Sorry, I wasn't as specific as I should have been. I was like, Danny, this color blue, hello. I'm like, why do people go to college taking headshots? I'm talking about like theater, theater majors. Okay. Yeah, at Illinois State University, if we're going to be specific, because that's where I went. But okay, wow. Why about the wow? But like she was, she literally like Ramona, yeah, with the True Faith shirt and the satin dresses. And like, I literally, she wouldn't know fashion if it, you know, if it yeah. fucked Michael at the bar. <laughs> I'm sure T-bar. it did. I'm sure it did. Ramona just says whatever she wants. Like she literally does not give any shits. At one point, she said, "I thought Tinsley would be a hanger on or with Scott when they were talking about Tinsley and Scott breaking mm-hmm. up." And then, did you see on social media Ramona shaded LVP's teeth? No, everyone needs to stop. I know. Well, the teeth. Yeah. What do you, What do you mean with the teeth? Yeah, I mean like Camille and now Ramona, who's not even in the same oh, franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like everyone, like back off. Yeah. But they are aggressive to you. Like, they are. I think like if you're going to do something like get a whole new set of chompers, like you have to realize that people are going to comment like, because it's such a drastic change, right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, Hillary Duff. You hello. have to expect it, right? Yeah. Hillary Duff's teeth totally change. Yeah. And I think wasn't Hillary Duff's, I could be wrong, but didn't they have temporary teeth because you get temporary ones and then like the real ones? Yeah. Yeah. Hers were like really, really big. Hers were really like chiclet size. Yes, and she had just also lost a lot of weight. So in her sallow face, like her teeth looked really insane. And then they eventually went down to normal. You know, right around Hillary's teeth mm-hmm. being like that, mm-hmm. I went to a holiday party in mm-hmm. the hills with my friend and I had fallen on an escalator. I like broke my arm. So I had it like wrapped, but it wasn't, I didn't go to the doctor yet. So it's just like handmade wrap. And so I was like really upset because I looked ridiculous at this party and Hillary and Haley Duff were there and they had (gasps) karaoke Uh. and I got so drunk at the open bar. I wasn't even 21 yet, but there was an open bar and I was so upset about how I looked to Hillary Duff 
that I just kept drinking, and then I got escorted out of the party after I did karaoke. I did Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy. Oh my god, I thought you were going to do like, to the beat of my, to no. the beat of my heart, the beat of my heart. I was like, DJ, wagon wheel Watusi. <laughs> <laughs> Kick it up, I'm doing karaoke to wagon wheel Watusi. <laughs> I can't. It's um, a but great story. We have to talk about Ramona's quickly, her promo. When she's talking about Mario, Bethany was like, do you fuck Mario? And Ramona's like, I stroked his face with cream, but not my cream. It was ageless by Ramona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I stroked his face with cream. Like, that's so specific and weird. <laughs> Is that code for having sex these days? Like, the next time I hook up with someone, should I be like, Danny, the other night, this hot guy, I stroked his face with cream. And it was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you should text me that, please. I totally will. Um, I just want to like tell the listeners, I'm at a point in my friendship with you where I can text you about my bowel movements, and that means a lot to me. Oh, yeah, you do, and I enjoy it. Thank you so much. You know, remember when Cameron Diaz came out with that book about poop? Yes. Yeah, I like love. I think it's a fun conversation. I know people get disgusted by it. It brings people together. But I think it's like, and I just did that clean program, and mm-hmm. that's one of the most interesting things. Like other people that I know that have done it, and that's all you talk, you all you end up talking about is like, yeah. well, how is it going? Are your BMs? I'm sorry, listeners. People, are gonna, <laughs> people get mad. I bring up poop a lot on here, but it's not. I don't. I don't think I bring it up, but like it usually happens on these shows. Like on New York, they always talk about poop. Hello, poop on the floor. I know it's disgusting. Um. Also, when Ramona used the analogy, it, <laughs> Wait, the- you just said hello, poop on the floor. Like, let's just back up a second. That's never happened on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, Game of Thrones might as well be like Jeopardy. Like, breaking, it's a snooze fest. Breaking Bad. <laughs> breaking Bad wishes. Yeah, show me the poop that strangers have to clean up. Show me the episode of Breaking Bad where, you know, they shit on the floor of the hotel in Cartagena. Hello. Show me the episode of Breaking Bad where, you know, a woman busts into a room with a wig on going, Hola, chicas, mamacitas. <laughs> Hola, chicas. Oh my god, we went to our friend Annabelle's birthday last week and I wanted to be late so that I could bust in going, hola chicas. Hola. Yeah, we were at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Hola chicas. <laughs> but like, you guys would have thought it was funny and then everyone else would have been like, what a fucking monster. I know, but you know what? If people don't watch Roni, like, I just don't have time for them. It's I just, a, I'm like disgusted. It's a them problem. <laughs> I'm disgusted by you listeners. I'm sure you're not listening if you don't watch it, but I'm just disgusted. I'd like you all to know that. And you all need to get Jesus. Find Jesus. Yeah. And fine, Roni. And a Hulu password so that you can go back and watch it. Another. People ask me where to start, Roni, and I I never, I usually say season two. Mm-hmm. But also, I think you should start from the beginning. I know it's like season one's like a little boring, but also you get to know the characters. Yes. And season two isn't as dynamic as season three, but it's also you get to know the dynamics of the Jill and Bethany thing. Yes. And I really think you should start from the beginning, though. Yeah, I mean, find the time. Season one is so fucking weird. Alex and Simon are freaks, and I don't like using that word, but like they are the weirdest people I've ever seen in my life. And they're so rented that vacation house, and they did like a spa treatment in it. That little like shithole cabin in the Hamptons. There's a shithole cabin, (laughs) and they kept showing it. The producers were so fucking shady. They kept showing the power lines in front of it. Yes, and then that was when Simon was like getting the hot treatment. He's like, I'm feeling the heat. Yeah, and he's like closing his (laughs) eyes, like, (laughs) so gross. There's been enough drama. That's my Alex. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, oh, I love this show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Okay, so then uh, Bethany, or I'm sorry, Ramona and Babs, they make up. They decide to move forward. And Babs also made up with Dorinda earlier. Yeah, she's on an apology tour. So we're all moving forward. And and then Ramona uses the term, like, someone wants the cream off their face, the egg off their face. <laughs> what are you talking about? What the fuck is she talking, talking about? talking about Mario's face that you put cream on? You know, sometimes these women, I think, are just trying to look for their catchphrases or they're like money makers. Do you remember when Luanne did the eggs a la Frances? Yes. She's still milking that eggs a la Frances. Yes. And I'm sorry, but that needs to, we need to retire that. That wasn't a good one. No. Like we all, that's one of them where I just, I can't get behind the eggs a la Frances. It was like, I, I liked it when it happened, but then when, Luann started like making eggs a la Francais merch. The merch. That's that was when too I far. was like, okay, Luann, this wasn't that good of a catchphrase. Like, no. it wasn't don't be all uncool. No. You know, or it wasn't, I don't know, Chic Say La Vie or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Or, that's my you remember they song. were always saying, yeah, happy. We're doing a lot of history lessons for yeah. Roni, but they used to always say, yeah, happy be. Yeah, happy be. Yeah, happy be. Yeah, happy be. I also just want to say, I love when I feel like Bethany always shows up late in like a chic outfit on the phone and she's like, hi, hi. 
Hi, yeah. how are you? <laughs> Hi. She's always well, sort of I'm just here. like exasperated and like in the middle of doing business. Right. And then she's always surprised that other people are in like the middle of conversations. Yeah. She's like, oh, Tinsley just came in hot. Like I yeah. just, I walked in and Tinsley was like at a 10 and I'm like, yeah. oh, she's already at a 10. It's like, well, you just came in. They've been filming for three hours. Right. And you come in late because, so, you know, and then it's always like in the Bryn and the school and the court and the skinny girl and my new driver is not as good as Kevin. I'm a little concerned that Bethany's not going to return next season. And I have no reason why to believe that. And even though at times I really dislike Bethany, I still want her on the show. I need her. And I need her on the show. And I don't know what it is. I'm getting like a feeling and a pit feeling, you know? I mean, I think I like, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm getting a feeling like when Christina was about to come out with Lotus and she knew it wouldn't be successful and she probably had a pit in her stomach. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. But she did it anyway. She did it anyway. I mean. Justice for Lotus. The fact that. <laughs> that had some good songs on it just FYI, but, but let's move on. Um, The fact that. So did Liberation, but I'm not here for that. <laughs> okay. I just, I'm sorry. I don't know how you know all these albums of all these divas. Like, I'm I, gay, Hannah. That's like, what hello? we do. That's what I do. I just feel like, and I don't claim to be like a music person. I'll, I'll be like, oh, that was the song from the OC. Like, I know songs in reference to like movies or TV shows that I like, but I, there are very few artists where I can be like, I know every single song. Like Betty, who is like one of them. I feel like I I can't speak for every gay, but I know like all the divas, like the women. Yeah. Like I don't know fucking Ed Sheeran or whatever. Like Ugh, I don't know. Why would I you? know the songs <laughs> that they force us to hear on the radio? Shape of You. But I do know every song by Beyonce, by Mariah Carey, by Cher, by Christina. Like all the divas. It just comes with the my ter- I and a pop culture. I mean, but you're an expert in pop culture. I like know, you don't know the whip. You might not know the musicians, but you know a lot of other shit. Yeah, that's the that's the untapped um side of it that i'm so sorry i can't really bring much to the table no, that's in that what i'm here for <laughs> that's what i'm here for so that's the end of the episode did you have any other thoughts about this episode in particular um let's see let's see i love just taking notes on this show we're both looking at our notes <laughs> yeah it was and there are a lot of them um because then we have to talk about the mid-season trailer Oh, the the last thought I have, and I've said this about myself several times now in this episode, um, you know how like Bethany was like, okay, Ramona, like you're lying. You fucked Mario. Like, I just think once you're at a point where you've had sex with someone, it's kind of like an Ado Annie situation where like you just can't say no. Like you're going to do it. Uh, yes. You, you're I not totally going to stop at face cream. You're not going to stop at making out. You're going to be like, well, here we are. Yeah. And it's like, who cares? No one cares. Let's get our jollies, you know? Yeah. Um, and I really just wanted an excuse to make an Ado Annie reference for my musical theater fans out there. <laughs> well. <laughs> Wagon wheel with two C. I'm sorry, I can't stop saying that. <laughs> you know what? Take it off your head. <laughs> take it off your head. That's just do It's not even funny that clip of Cindy, but something makes me laugh about it. I'll post it on somewhere. Please do again. Okay, so now we got to talk about this mid-season trailer. Okay, I just some. It was a lot. A lot. I, I was already surprised that we were getting the mid-season trailer. I thought are we already here at this point? Like I didn't realize we're already at the mid-season point. I know. And not a lot has happened. I know that's a lot complain about this season, but I still love it. So fuck. At all. <laughs> fuck you and fuck the haters. No, I love it. I'm look at me. I'm happy. Yeah. But we see sexy Santas, which is my fetish. I think I've told you about this before. Yeah. I love a sexy Santa. It's my favorite thing. There's something turn on. And I'm not talking about like an old white haired man. I'm talking about like a very fit, hot, muscle, whatever, in like Santa Boxers, Santa hat. Like Aristotle from Lohan Beach Club in a Santa in outfit. In a sexy Santa outfit. And like Sonia's like straddling him. I bought Matt many of Sexy Santa outfits and made him wear them. Hell yes. That's true love, you guys. Wait, also, do you remember the season where they were like, I want to fuck you in the ass? Ah, a Christmas episode for the ages. Yeah. Yes. There was like someone doing a jingle bell and yeah. they all got up and sang. And they I hope started... that song is reprised with the Sexy Santas. That's what yes. I want. 
Uh, speaking of song reprisals, we get uh, Lou doing a new song. Yes. Which I wrote down the lyrics. It's one day. <laughs> <laughs> My cookie monster voice. Let me. One day at a time. Keep it cool and we'll be fine. Feeling Giovanni. <laughs> that was the lyric. I really want Feeling someone to make Giovanni. a puppet of Luann. <laughs> like, you know, like Avenue Q, but with Roni. <gasps> she should add that into her collaboration show. I mean, what's happening on the, in the show at this point? And she's playing the bongos. Yes. She. Somebody told me at her Chicago show, she mentioned that she's doing a Christmas tour. Or she's what? going to be like adding Christmas into it. And when's it ending? Uh, you know, I heard a rumor that she's dating the her like tour manager or something. That's Silly Gaga. I'm probably not supposed to say that. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to say that, but I did. Well, here we are. Now oh, we well. said it. Now you haven't seen the last of me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this new song, I'm very excited. Anytime she comes out with new music, it's always ridiculous. Remember when she did the duet with her daughter? Victoria. I think you broke the girl code. Yeah. I love Victoria. I think she's a beautiful oh, artist. Oh, I'm not a Victoria fan. I love her. I do love Noel, but I've loved him since his breakdancing day. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. I'm a Noel stan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for this new song. And then Bethany has a total breakdown in At this the dinner table. trailer. Like, it's a, it's a break. It's a breakdown, not a breakthrough. Like Kelly had a breakthrough, not a breakdown on Scary Island, but yeah. Bethany's having a breakdown. She's having a full breakdown. And that's like what's so fascinating about Bethany and why I hope she never leaves the show is because she has such big brass balls. She gives you these amazing one-liners. And then at any minute, she can just fall apart. There's like a fragility to her at all times. And especially because like this poor woman's been sucker punched with really fucked up life events for literally her entire life. So it's just at any minute she could turn. Do you think... I'm playing devil's advocate here. Please. But do you think some people are attracted to the drama? And do you think Bethany is one of them? I'm not saying she yes. hasn't been like totally hit with some asshole people like Jason Monster Hoppy. Yes. But also, I think some people naturally are attracted to drama. 100%. And I don't know. I'm back in therapy, you guys. And far, far, far. Um, shout out to Tati. I hey. Love her. Hey, mama. <laughs> hey, mama. Back in therapy. Um <laughs> And I was, Do you walk into your therapist's office like, hey, mama? Oh, my God. Sometimes I'm, like, really lit on seeing her, and she's like, how are you today? And I'm like, oh, so are we not doing this Heather situation right now? But it's <laughs> I had to get rid of my therapist because she would always, like, answer the door right out of the shower. It was, like, very, <laughs> it was very troubling. Like, because she would have ha- started to have me go to her house, like, her home office. Danny! And then, like, one time she made me wait a while, and then she, like, 10 minutes after the appointment was supposed to start, she like answered the door in a rush, like wet hair and like a robe. She's like, Whoa, I'm sorry. I got out of the shower. And I thought that would be like a one-time thing. And then the next time I went over, it was like the exact same situation. So like every time you went, it was like the beginning of an episode of to catch a predator, like where you're the predator and like the little girl's like, let me just do this laundry over here. And she's like in a robe. Yeah. I was like, this is not going to happen. Like, I don't even know how those things work. Maybe she like <laughs> thought you were hot. No, I, I don't know what it was, but it was like, way, I need a, we need to stop here. Yeah. It's a timeout. Did you like formally fire her? Or did you just stop making appointments? I just stopped making appointments. See, I think that's how you fire your yeah. therapist. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was talking to my therapist about this, how like, I think when you grow up in chaos, sometimes chaos is actually, even if it bothers you, it's what you're comfortable with. Where like when things are stable, you're like, I don't know how to function in a stable environment because I've never known what that feels like. And I think that's kind of like Bethany's deal where she, it's just always been a whirlwind. And so she puts herself in more and more whirlwind situations because that's like how she knows how to function. Wow. Wow, Bethany. Wow, Bethany. Wow. wow. Dropping truth bombs. Thanks, Tati. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. What? Jill, take it off your head. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I couldn't possibly do it again. Like, a wagon wheel with Don't make me do it again. <laughs> you haven't seen the last of me. 
<laughs> and by the way, I did fuck your husband right after your honeymoon. <laughs> I want to be her in the remake. I want to be the Kristen Bell character. Oh, yeah. I feel like I could do it if I stopped eating. I would like to be the... Who's the guy from the OC? Um, I can't think. Peter Gallagher. I would like to play him. Yes, you own the club. You're like, Tess, you can't be serious. I love that burlesque is all about the air rights. Like, that's how they solve the whole movie. Yeah. You know what? We forgot about air rights. Yeah. Hello. We hit we on the air rights. That <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. You know who's really hot is that Eric Dane. Remember he played McSteamy? Yes. In Grey's Anatomy. And he's yes. in that burlesque movie. And he's really hot. He's... To me, he's like he's like a piece of art in Hunter Slonim's gallery, you know, mm. where I, I want to look at it mm. for a while, but I don't want to do anything with it. I still love My Grey's Anatomy. That's neither here nor there, but okay, well. still love it. Okay, so Bethany <laughs> loses it. We, st- we don't get any Jill in the mid-season trailer, which I was expecting to see some Jill. I need Jill. She's, Jill? It's like, okay, you have these Where's feelings Jill? about Catherine Heigl, how you're like, she's been punished long enough. Yeah. That's how I feel about Punishment Jill. Punishment didn't fit the crime, Catherine Enough. Heigl. Yeah, enough. I know. Jill's the same way. You're exactly right. She's exactly like Catherine I need Heigl. her back. Right. I thought we were getting more of her. I knew I knew it was going to be like a limited amount of appearances, but I thought they'd at least show it in the trailer. Whatever. Like, stop teasing me. They're blue balling me with the They're whole Jill thing. me. Sonia didn't know who the president is. Oh, Lou well. is being crazy about her cabaret. Enough with the cabaret, Luann. Like, she's, Luann's like making everyone turn on her this season because she's such a monster. She's being like a Hannah Horvath this season where it's just like always her, 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 and nothing but her. Yeah. That's the episode. I'm so excited for the upcoming episodes. Me I'm too. always excited with this show. I feel like we just went for like a jog. I know. I feel really good. Hannah, thank you so much for coming here. Oh God, thank where you so can much. people find you on social media and your podcast? I'm so glad you asked. I just did a hair flip, kind of like Cher. <laughs> Tell me, Mama. <laughs> So, guys, I have a podcast called Brown Eyed Junicorn. So, give that a listen. It's pop culture based as well. And on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Hannah A. Brown. So, give me a follow. Everyone, follow. Thanks, Mama. (laughs) Thanks, Mama. Thanks for coming by, Mama. And take it off your head. I love you. And I love you all for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want that Roni Morocco episode one recap, I'm doing an episode two very soon. It's on Patreon, patreon.com slash everything iconic. And click become a patron. And if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to that bonus episode. I hate saying that all the time, but I have to say it. Hell yeah. Now Mama's got to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? I want to thank Samsung Technologies for sponsoring the show. I love you all so much for listening. Should we do a little cool down? Yeah. Let's do these cool downs. Let's all take a deep breath in, hold it, and breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it and think of a fallen housewife, a Heather, a Carol, and a Viva. Breathe out. Now, I just want you to take a moment to appreciate our fallen soldiers. They may not be on the show anymore, but I think it's important that we recognize these women that have given, a, given their lives to us and then shamelessly dropped off the face of the earth. So, so I'll take a moment to think and maybe reach out to them on social media. Say, say thank you at Kelly Ben Simone or whatever it is. Just thank them for their work. I love you so much. Bye-bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.